We are your grateful children and we pray that you would fill our hearts this morning with the the joy and the fun and the laughter uh, of being children just enjoying our time together in your house. Amen. Please grab your seats. And as Stu said, uh, this is part two of the story of the car that I found in my garden with that question that came with it. What is it? And if you were here last week, you'll remember that I was talking about, as you said, uh, just the fun of finding all of these different components, all these different parts, and asking that question, what is it? And starting to figure out, especially when we find the badge, that it was an Austin 7. So what is it is our question this morning. Um, And in some ways, this is the deeper plunge in because the quick answer was to say, oh, well, it's a car. It's bits of car. It's an Austin 7. But actually, when you really start asking the question, what is it? The car also turned out to be the chance for me to fulfill all my childhood dreams. For example, to be in a James Bond car chase. So I here present to you, starring the rusty remnants of an Austin 7, the spy who drove me. exciting or what right that was my little tribute to the new bond movie being out this weekend has anyone gone to see it yet is anyone going to see it right don't tell i haven't seen anything yet so i was i was too busy filming my own own bond movie um but yeah so that was just a little bit of fun just to kind of um plunge us back into this question of what is it and just as you could uh, answer that question in the quick and simple way well it's a car or it's the prop for a Bond movie, we're kind of going to try and plunge in a little bit deeper to that question this morning about our church. This is the little kind of, in 30 seconds, this is your revision of all of the clips and ideas and projects and days that we, uh, we shared last week, all the different things that we did over the last 18 months. And we were asking this question, when we look at all of these different parts and components, when we look at the parts list of who we were and what we did and how we lived for those 18 months, what is it? What is this thing that we're part of? What is this thing called Beaver Parish Church? And you can either just say the basic answer, oh, it's a church, or as we're going to try and do this morning, you can plunge in a little bit deeper. What does that 
actually mean? What is this amazing thing that we are part of? Now, last week I had asked you to start thinking and talking about that question yourselves and to feed back to me any ideas or answers that you might have had. So massive thanks to everyone who has sent me some of the thoughts uh, and ideas during the week. Interesting to hear, I think, Stu, your words that you used at the start, I think are all in there somewhere, aren't they? Um, uh, So yeah, I love, oh my goodness, we could spend a week looking at every single one of these words, but having looked through the parts list and thought a bit about who we are and what we are as a church, aren't these some really, really interesting concepts uh, of what it is that makes Beaver Church what it is? Now, we're not going to go through every single one of them this morning, but hopefully I'm going to share with you my three things. The three things that as I've looked, because I've had the real fun over the last week or two of putting this all together, and that's meant that I've gone back through scattered together and meals, deliveries and daily candles and flipping pancakes and all the rest of it. I've been looking at the photographs of who we were for the last 18 months. And so I'm going to share with you the three things that leap out at me when I look at the parts list uh, of what it is that we are, what is it that Beaver Parish is. And there'll be different things to yours, no doubt. Uh, You'll have different answers. But hopefully this is a conversation that we can keep kind of going on over the next little while. Because uh, one interesting thing that I think happened over the last two years, you know, they always say that character gets revealed under pressure. You know, you can pretend to be whoever you want to be whenever life is going fine and you have enough resources and energy uh, to be able to project your best self to the world. But when the chips are down, when you're stressed and exhausted and everything is going wrong, that's when you realize uh, or reveal who you really are. And I guess that's probably true for churches as well as we've lifted through the challenges, the immense struggles and challenges of these last two years. I guess we've started to realize who we really are. And these are my kind of uh, little answers of who we are as Beaver when we look back uh, on the what is it of the last couple of months. So this is number one, deep and meaningful as you would know. It looks like fun. This was my number one most instant and obvious uh, kind of reflection on going back over all of those pictures and videos from the last 18 months. These people, they just look like they're having a good time. This looks like a fun group to be part of. The entire um, thing, no matter the difficulties that we were definitely and unquestionably going through as a world and as a community and as a society, when I look back at all of those pictures, I just see smiling faces and happy faces and people who look like they're really enjoying being part of this crazy uh, multicolored just variety of a thing. It looks like fun. And I actually think we mustn't underestimate the power of that. That might seem like a very simple and silly thing to say. It looks like fun. I think that is world changing. I think that is awesome. Joy and fun and creativity and imagination. There's something really attractive about those things. I look at those pictures and think, I want to be part of that. That looks really good. I want to be one of those smiling faces. There's so much uh, that is uh, appealing about that. And I think there's so much about the character and essence of God 
that comes through when his people seem to be having a good time. Now, this is not to say that we have to pretend and sort of uh, put on a fake smile when everything inside feels like it's going wrong. This is not a kind of a surface thing. Uh, But I actually think just something really deep and important and powerful about the joy of being part of this church and part of this community comes through all of those little clips. And that is a really good thing. Uh, When the church looks like it's having fun, it's enormously attractive. Or to put it another way, when the church uh, comes across the exact opposite, when it looks like it's just uh, all really uh, dull and oh, gloomy and there's big sorrowful faces, how many are people are put off church and put off God and put off faith forever because when they look at Christians, sometimes all they see is this kind of joyless uh, judgmentalism, a list of rules. They just take one look at it and they think, oh, not for me. Oh, spare me. Anything but that. Uh, So uh, there's actually something really important uh, about the way that we That 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 image to the world uh, expresses something of the joy of God. I love. There's a brilliant quote. um, There's a James Joyce book that I had to read in college. A portrait of the artist as a young man, uh, and at one point the young man is thinking of becoming a priest, and he has this little vision of what it will be like if he becomes a reverend. So, Stu, I don't know if this will ring any bells. He has this kind of mental picture. If I become the Reverend Stephen Dedalus, uh, the name in that new life leapt into characters before his eyes, and to it there followed a mental sensation. He starts to dream of what I will look like if I become a minister of an undefined face, a mirthless mask reflecting a sunken day, sour-favorite and devout, shot with pink tinges of suffocated anger. Blah! Isn't that a great... I mean, that's just... That describes us, doesn't it, really? And it's kind, of, it's kind of perfect. But, oh, as you can imagine in the book, he's just like, no, no way. That is not the future that I want. And how many people just say, no, not the future that I want, not the community that I want to be part of, if they think that the church is full of gloom and doom and judgment and anger... If it's fun, it's just so attractive. Now, the reason that I think it's fun... Oh, I'll just get that face off the screen for a second. Um, The reason that um, I think all of those pictures look like such fun is because we all got involved. Because there was such a variety of different faces, different ages, different backgrounds, all of our different stories, all kind of colliding together in that kaleidoscope of life uh, over all of those months. The reason that it looks like fun isn't because any one of us was having a great time, but because just being part of this brilliant big kind of mishmash of people, that was was what was fun. It was the fact that you guys all got involved. And from the bottom of our hearts, after all of that time spent apart and spent disconnected, we want to thank you all so much. I hope that just keeps coming out loud and clear again and again from the front of church to all of you who engaged and got involved and helped out delivering meals or doing candles or whatever it may have been. Oh, thank you. That was fun. That's what made it great. There was one service way, way back last summer where we invited you um, to try and count, as the service went on, count how many different faces appeared, how many people, how many different faces had made that particular service happen. And this was the answer at the end of the service. those of you who were trying to keep count, here is the final definitive proof of how many people were involved in our service this morning. 
course, that's only half of them, because a whole load more people were involved just in one song that we called the Big Sing. So I keep losing count. I get a different number every time I count up all the faces on the screen of this. So all of those faces, and I realised looking back, I should have counted the dog. Sorry, Helen, there was a, p- a picture with... Uh, what's the dog's name? Ted, Ted, I didn't give a number to Ted, terrible. Uh, So um, that was just one Sunday of so many Sundays and so many days and so many weeks where you just had that sense of all of these different faces connecting in this thing together. And I think that is just awesome. Now this comes with a challenge. If this is who we are, is a whole bunch of people who look like they're having fun. That's who we are and were over those 18 months, there's a real challenge that that is something that goes forward from here, that that's part of our future as well as part of our immediate past. Because the temptation can be that once we're back in the building, you know, for all of those weeks, church was something that happened scattered all around. It was happening in our living rooms and kitchens, on our streets and our shops and our local communities. It was throughout the week and it was throughout our city. And the temptation is that once we're back in the building, the church once again becomes something that happens for one hour on a Sunday. And that's kind of it. And when we're back in the building, sometimes the temptation is that it becomes just a thing that there's one or two people up at the front and they're the faces that you usually see. And those one or two people are running around overstretched and overstressed. Uh, They start to have their sunken days and their suffocated anger and all the rest of it from that little quote there, just absolutely at their wits end. uh, And everybody else is just kind of sitting looking. Um, uh, And something about that way that we all got involved over those uh, last 18 months, it's, I think, it's just such a good challenge, such an important thing to keep remembering as we go forward. If the fact that we all played our part was what made it look like fun over this last season, how important it is that that is still our identity, that is still what it is, who we are as we go forward. We're part of this big gang, we're part of this big group, we all play our part uh, and we all get to enjoy the fun that comes with that. Right, number two of what is it? It looks like a disaster. And um, this is the other thing that, uh, or, oh, I had lots of words to choose from there. Uh, it looks like a shambles. It looks like they're making it up as we go along. Uh, as you look back over all of those pictures from the last couple of months, I think you can kind of tell that we were all whew, doing brand new things for the first time ever time. We were all completely out of our comfort zones. We were all trying and quite often failing. We were all uh, trying things, some of which worked and some of which didn't work quite as well as we had hoped they would and some of which were an absolute complete disaster. I think coming through loud and clear on all of those clips uh, was the sense that Um, Do you know what? We tried and sometimes we failed, but there was permission to do that. Again, maybe because of the unique circumstances of the way the world was over the last couple of years. There was permission to try and to fail and to pick ourselves up again. There was trial and error. There was triumph and disaster. Uh, And loud and clear, I think, through a lot of those pictures, you can see the kind of the slightly (gasps) uh, faces of people who are trying something brand new without knowing for sure if it's going to work. 
So one of the things we really loved at the end of our online service uh, was putting together uh, some of the bloopers. Uh, Some of you might have seen some of these, although I've tried to scoop together uh, as many as I can. But here's your, it looks like a disaster. These are, now these are the ones which are fit for public consumption. You know, these are uh, like certificate U uh, bloopers. Some of them weren't. But here's just a few of the things that went wrong uh, over all of those uh, days of filming scattered together. That's all I know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Take seven. <laughs> right. As safe as we can be. Um, and the poem is called Hicko Hippo. <laughs> Hippo Hiccups, which is not very easy to say. And we were thinking it would be. Good morning. And welcome along to this week's uh, and worship quietly. Um, Whoa! Literally, I've just pushed the button for the uh, start of the service. There, wind. Wind was our enemy for all of those all of those months, especially on this day. Part of our worship together as we sing something. <laughs> In peace and love. Go in peace to love and serve. Go in peace and saunter. In love. <laughs> Go in peace and saunter to love and serve the Lord. Sooner the guys. <laughs> All of these different groups, the one time, whoops, the ones I told you I'd make a mess. When Paul went to Jerusalem after that, he <laughs> recognizes. Our hope and expectation should grow day by day as we look forward with that expecticity. Expect. <laughs> and a bit. Now, now, <laughs> there's one for the blooper reel. <clears throat> Are you? I am so sorry. <laughs> I think that one might be my favourite. That was the timer had gone off on uh, Ruth's oven to say that the cake was ready just as they were uh, finishing off the song. So there's lots more examples of the amount of laughter, of the it looks like fun, but also loads of examples of the things that went wrong and how there was a sense that that was okay, that when things go wrong and we look like Egypt's and uh, it all seems to be a little bit of a disaster, that that is actually quite an important part of understanding the answer to the question, what is it? Who are we? We are a place and a people where sometimes things can go wrong and it's okay. So, I don't know about you, just breathe a big deep sigh of relief this morning. Oh, are things going wrong already? Yes. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, no. <laughs> Good. Another one for the blooper reel. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, that big deep sigh of relief when we realize we're in a place where it's okay to not be okay, when you're in a place where you don't have to hide your mistakes and pretend to be perfect, when it's okay to try and to fail as long as it doesn't put you off from trying again and picking yourself up and giving it another go. So what is it? Who are we? What is Beaver Church? What type of car is this? An imperfect one. This is an imperfect place for imperfect people, a place where humor and grace and kindness abound, especially when life doesn't all go according to plan. So finally and thirdly, it looks like fun, looks like a bit of a disaster, but also, and maybe most importantly, it looks like God. Now this, as I say, I find it quite powerful looking back over all of those parts and components of the last couple of years of our life together. And that has, for me and Susan, been the most part of the time that we have been here with you. And I look back over all of these pictures of days when worship stirred our soul in the middle of the darkest of days. Pictures of practical action that changed the world, of community that mattered more than maybe it had ever done before. Pictures of prayers that moved heaven and earth, of teaching and sharing and struggling together to understand it all. Pictures of light in a dark world and hope in a fearful heart and peace in a troubled soul. I look back through it all and to me there's something that just shouts out loud and clear is that this wasn't just a bunch of people muddling along. It was God at work. There was something divine, something special, something spiritual about it all. Something that just was... Uh, just meant an incredible amount to us. There's this brilliant passage in Mark chapter 8 where um, this is a kind of a, a what is it kind of a passage, a what is it sort of question. Jesus and his disciples are on their, uh, their way to the villages around Caesarea Philippi and on the way he asks them, who do people say I am? What is it? Who am I? What, are, what do the people reckon when they look at all of the parts? And people will give them some of the answers. They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. So they've taken what they've seen of what Jesus is and who Jesus is, and they've made their best guess. But what about you? He asked, who do you say I am? And then this is awesome. Peter, who usually gets the wrong end of the stick, but on this one particular occasion, it seems he puts two and two together and actually manages to make four. He thinks back over all of the different responses that other people have given. He thinks back over all the things that he has seen Jesus say and do. He thinks back over all the parts and the components of their lives together. He thinks back, if you look back just um, prior to that in Mark chapter 8, he has just seen Jesus feed 4,000 people. He has just seen him healing a blind man. In the previous chapter, he has just seen him walking on the water. He thinks back over all the things that he has seen, all the evidence that he has to hand, and he says, you are the Messiah. He looks at all the parts and he says, well, that looks like God, you are the Christ, you are the Messiah. And in a similar kind of way, when I look back over all of our parts, who we have been, what we have seen, I look at 18 months of smiles and laughter and love and 
happy days and tearful days. I look at answered prayer and strength and faith and friends in need. I look back over it all and I look at you and all of your smiling, mostly faces sitting looking at me today. I look at it all. I look at our own lives over these uh, these last two years, Susan and I were not in a good place in our faith or in church when we arrived with you all. We'd had a few bumps and bruises along the way. And when I look back at how we've been welcomed in, how we've made friends, how, oh, how God has been at work in it all, I just look back at it and say, this is God at work. What is it? This is God at work in our world and in our lives and in our messes and in our mistakes and in our brokenness and in our hopes and in our good days and in our sunshine and in our storms. This is God at work. So those are my three answers to that question. What is it? What is this thing? Oh, it looks like fun. And it sometimes looks like a disaster, but that's okay because sometimes I am a disaster. But most of all, it looks like God at work in this world. And if that's who we've been for these last two years, oh Lord God, may that be just the start of what we can be and who we can be for the days that are to come. So over to Stu, who's going to lead us into our next song.